0: And now,
1: to today's message. Amen. Oh, I said amen. Can you raise your hands up to God? And bless him whilst you can. Bless him. Thank you, Lord. We came here to have an encounter with God. We came here to have an experience Come on, just bless him We are not here just for the fun of it or for the sake of it We are here because we are hungry for God Give him praise, give him glory, give him honor Thank you Lord Thank you Lord the name of Jesus. I want us to sing this song.
2: Medawo, medawo, namasamoye, eh, medawo, medawo, namasamoye, medawo,
1: You praise, we give you glory. We are ready to receive your word. Bless us tonight. Speak your word to us. Let the voice of the Lord be heard. Let the voice of the Lord be received. Change us tonight. Stir us up tonight. Revive us tonight. Let none of us leave the same. Spirit of God have your way over this time, brood over the ministry of the word of God and let none of us leave as we came. We thank you father that this is done in Jesus mighty name. Amen. Can you please take your seats? Hallelujah. It's good to be with you tonight. I want to acknowledge and honor God set man over the house, Pastor Prince Nyako, for the good work he's doing and for the opportunity to be a blessing to you. I want us to appreciate him by putting our hands together. Appreciate him by putting your hands together. Are you clapping? Hallelujah. Amen. Also, I want to acknowledge his wife, Lady Dr. Theodora Nyako. Let's appreciate the woman of God. Are you clapping? Or you are trying to clap? God bless you, woman of God. I want to also acknowledge all the leaders, all those who are helping in this house, supporting the work of the ministry. May God bless you. May God remember you. Put your hands together for yourselves please do please do and everyone who has come tonight may god bless you like i always say there'll be no church without you can you say amen, amen. i came with two of my people pastor ishmael i beg I just wave to them oh please clap for them also and then I also came with Mrs. Ellen Fiadio. Can you just wave to them? Amen. All right. Acts chapter 11, 25 to 26. Acts chapter 11, 25 to 26. Then departed Barnabas to Tarsus for to seek Saul, and when he, Barnabas, had found him, he brought him unto Antioch. And it came to pass that a whole year, one year, 365 days, a whole year, they assembled themselves with the church, a whole year, and taught much people. And the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. I'll take it again. 25. Then departed Barnabas to Tarsus for to seek Saul. And when he, Barnabas, had found Saul, he brought him to a place called Antioch. And it came to pass that in Antioch, for a whole year, they assembled themselves together with the church. They were meeting regularly. And the Bible said they taught much people for a whole year. And the Bible said that the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch can you say amen Amen. are you ready for God's word tonight ask your neighbor are you ready tonight all right so I'm ministering tonight on the church the place of transformation and revival The church, the place of transformation and revival. The church, the place of transformation and revival. Some of the things you are going to be hearing tonight are not sweet things. But they are good things. Can I hear you say amen? Somebody say the church, the The place of transformation And and revival. I'm going to be focusing on the place of transformation tonight. So that's where the spotlight will be. I need you to open up your heart, listen to God's word because I believe God will speak to us very clearly. When you hear the word church, what comes into your mind? What picture or pictures do you see? Church. It's a word that is bandied around everywhere. But what images come up into your mind when you hear the word church? Unfortunately, there are many people who have the wrong concept of what church is. There are many people who have misconceptions about what the church really is. And we are not just talking about the world or people who are unbelievers. Sometimes even those of us who are believers and Christians don't really understand what this thing called church is all about. Can you say amen? Amen. And so tonight, let me lay the foundation by first of all, making us understand what the church really is. Not from hearsay, not from public opinion or popular opinion, certainly not from social media, but from God's unadulterated word, the standard for our lives as believers. Can you say amen? Amen. Can you say amen? There are so many voices speaking, saying all kinds of things. But as soon as that sayeth the Lord comes in, it settles the matter. Because for those of us who are believers, our final authority doesn't come from Washington. Our final authority comes from the word of God. Am I talking to anybody here? Watch this. The church is a New Testament concept and doctrine. Not an Old Testament doctrine. And so if we want to understand what the church is, then we must focus on the New Testament because that is where the church was actually born or birthed. Now, in the Greek language, there is one word that is usually translated into our English Bibles as church. And, and, and that word is ecclesia. Somebody say ecclesia. Ecclesia. I'll say it again Ecclesia If you are a voracious reader of spiritual stuff By all means you have come across that word somewhere along the line Ecclesia is most of the time the Greek word that is translated as church in the Bible And it has more than one meaning Ecclesia, the first meaning of Ecclesia means an assembly of people, a a congregation of people, and a company of people, not necessarily of Christians. It could be a company, an assembly of any group of people because that word Ecclesia is not really a religious word or a spiritual word. It is an everyday Greek word that is used. So you could have a congregation of students, you could have an assembly of lawyers, you could have a company of engineers. That company, that assembly, that congregation is the ecclesia. But that is not what we are concerned about. We are concerned about the times the Bible uses ecclesia as a representation of the church. That is our concern. And when the Bible uses Ecclesia for the church, the Bible is talking about, watch this, an assembly of God's people who have been called out. They're called out once. Somebody say called out once. Say it again, called out once. So Ecclesia, the first meaning is an assembly of God's people that called out ones. First Peter chapter two verse nine. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, uh, that ye should show forth the praises of Him who had called you. Out of darkness into His marvelous light. So once upon a time, every one of us seated here were in darkness, but there came a time we had the gospel. The Holy Ghost convicted us, and then we put our faith and put our trust in the finished work of Jesus on the cross. And God saved us. At that moment, we had been called out of darkness into His marvelous light. And so when we talk about the church. we We are talking about a group of people like you and I who have been called out. God has taken us out of the domain and the dominion of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of light. So, hear this. Primarily primarily, when the Bible talks about church, the Bible has nothing to do with the building. The Bible has nothing to do with the place. The Bible has nothing to do with an organization or the Bible has nothing to do with an institution. I said primarily meaning there is more to it. But first and foremost, when the Bible talks about church, the Bible is talking about the people of God. Whether they are under a mango tree or seated in their car, once they are born again and they are the people of God. They are the church. Am I talking to anybody? But that is not the only way the Bible uses Ecclesia. The second way the Bible uses Ecclesia is to describe a group of believers in a specific geographic area or location talking about the church, the place of transformation. So we can say clearly that you are the ecclesia in Sakumono because you are part of the group of believers who live in the area, the specific geographic area called Sakumono Estates. Is anybody here? That's why Paul will write and to the church that is in Corinth to the group of believers who live within a certain boundary, a certain geographic area called Corinth. Or Jesus will be writing to seven churches in Asia Minor and he will say, unto the angel of the church in Smyrna. Smyrna is a geographic location. Unto the angel of the church in Sardis. Sardis is a church, but it is situated, located within a specific area called Sardis. who's following me and then when we take it forward we are talking about a third meaning of Ecclesia derived from the second which means a group of people local people in local areas who meet regularly for worship this time in a specific place and under God's appointed leadership I'm teaching a little so we are talking about the group of believers who meet in Sakumono, but they meet at Kari's temple and they are under God's appointed leadership. So this also qualifies To be called the church according to the teaching of scripture. So I said primarily we are not talking about a building. But by the time we are talking about all the various meanings of church. It could include a building. Because now we are talking about meeting regularly at a specific place. Anybody here with me? So this is church. Gathering of believers under god's appointed leadership regularly meeting together for fellowship for worship for praise and to receive the word of god this is the church we are talking about the church the place of transformation and this church i have just described to you i need you to understand tonight that it is the place of transformation various kinds of transformation but i'm zeroing in on one aspect of it it is the place of transformation of Character. It is the place of transformation of behavior. It is the place of transformation of your conduct. It is the place of transformation of your way of life, of your manner of life. This thing called church, this place called church that we regularly come to, at the end of the day, there ought to be a certain kind of transformation in your conduct. Transformation into the image of Christ. Somebody say, he's talking to me. Transformation into the image of Christ. Simply put, after you spend some time here, you ought to look like Jesus.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Who talks about looking like Jesus today? It seems like an outmoded topic, isn't it? It doesn't really seem to have a place in today's church culture. But hear me, it is the main thing. The entire reason why God has saved you. The goal is so that you'll be transformed into the image of Christ. Never forget that. Never forget that. The entire reason for your salvation has one goal. So that you will become like Him. What is the purpose of your predestination? Predestination means God knew you before time. And then God decided your end and what is the purpose of your predestination Romans 8 9 for whom he did foreknow he also predestined that they will be conformed to the image of his dear son so before you were ever a clot of blood in the womb of your mother God had chosen you to be saved but the reason why God chose you the end result is so that you will be conformed to the image of his son you will be conformed to Jesus Christ's nature and character so all that we are doing year has one goal has one aim has one end has one objective that at the end of the day every one of us will look like him we talk a lot about the fivefold ministry the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher. But why did God give those gifts to the church? What is the ultimate reason? Watch this Ephesians 4 11. The Bible says, And he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. Why? For the work, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. Until the body is edified Then watch what it says Until we all come in the unity of the faith Unto the knowledge of the son of God Now watch this Unto the fullness of the measure Of the stature of Christ Or rather unto the measure Of the stature of the fullness of Christ So God gave the apostle And God gave the prophet And God gave the evangelist And the pastor and the teacher So they will bring the church To the place where we assume the state of Christ Unto the fullness of the measure of the stature of Christ This whole thing is about becoming like Jesus this whole thing is about becoming like Jesus. Why was Paul praying for the Galatian church? He said, my little children who might travel in birth until Christ is formed in you. If you didn't know get this truth, the entire purpose for your being born again is so that one day, one day, you will look like Jesus not just in heaven but here on earth. Listen, by the time Jesus cracks the sky and comes to pick up his soul The Bible said, behold, we don't know what we shall be. But when we see him, we shall be like him. But in between now and then, everyone who comes to church, you must be be becoming more like Christ. Progressively, every day, every week you come to church, your life must be changing and must be conforming more to the image of Christ. When you come here to worship, that worship ought to be changing you. When you come here to pray, that prayer ought to be changing you. When you come here to give, that giving ought to change you. And when you come here to listen to the word of God, there should be something changing in your life. And you should be coming more like Him. Am I talking to anybody here? The things we do here are not for fun. the church is the place of transformation
2: more and more
1: into his image ask your neighbor do you look like him say it again do you look like him you know when you are preaching pure word like this People don't like it. Do you know that? But it's what you should like. More and more into his image. Hey. Transformation into Christ-likeness. That is what we are talking about. There are things we do here. We don't do them for fun everything we do here is a tool that God uses to change us. We are talking about transformation and transformation has to do with a change that is definite, that is tangible, that can be seen. You, you 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 don't have to try and argue it out because the evidence is there to show to everybody that this is it. And so we are talking about change that the outside world can clearly see. There are no question marks about it. Change to the world that indeed this is a child of God. This is a son of God. This is a daughter of God. No question mark about it. You, we come to your work and we ask the people who are the believers Without even thinking They point at you Because your example is evident For all to see We come to your house And we ask who are the believers there And they point at you Because your example is there Evident for all to see We come to your job We come to wherever you are And when they are looking for believers Easily they call your name Why? Because their evidence is there That is transformation We are talking about Let's appreciate God's servant please somebody say transformation into his image the church is the place of transformation everything we do here listen the church is not like an old school reunion gathering no no anything we do here is a tool in the hand of God to change us when you pray you think you are changing God's mind Anybody who genuinely prays, you will change. You will change. The Bible talks about Jesus and as he prayed, the fashion of his countenance was altered. As he prayed, as he prayed, we are praying God come through for us. We are praying God visit us. We are praying God turn this situation around. But listen, inside of prayer is the for you to change inside of prayer. Anybody who prays will change. Anybody who spends time before God seeking the face of God. Your life can never remain the same and as long as you come into this house of God, into this place called church and you are really lifting up your voice in prayer, you can be the same. After one year you come be the same. After two years, you can't be the same. Because the prayer you are praying in itself will change you. Oh yeah. When we come here and we lift up holy hands to God and we are worshipping God, anybody who truly worships God will change. When you come here and you sit down to listen to that And the teaching of the word of God It will change you I hear the Bible say But all of us As with an open face Looking as in a glass The Bible said as we look We are changed into that same image By the spirit of God Everything we do here Is designed to change you And so by the time you have hit this place One year, two years We should not be able to tell That you are the same person who came in Because trust Transformation has taken place. The church is the place of transformation. I need to make this announcement. Especially when Christianity has been watered down in our day and age. It has been watered down. The authenticity is not there again. I need to make this announcement tonight. Hear me and hear me clearly. The main purpose, one of the main purposes for church is that your life will be transformed into the image of Christ. Especially in a day and age where everything is acceptable even in the church. I want everything. Come, and can hurry to hear the sound of my voice. Hear this, hear this, and hear me clearly. One of the major purposes for church is your transformation, my transformation, in a day and age where we can't tell the difference between the believer and the unbeliever. We can't tell the difference between the believer and the world. Ah, the lines of demarcation that always separated us in time past have been bled. Now we don't know who is who, and we don't know which is which. i'm coming to tell you in this day and age with this kind of system there is one major purpose why god established the church is so that you and i will be changed and transformed into the image of christ am i talking to everybody here in this day and age where christians who are getting married have already seen themselves sexually but the woman is still wearing white and still has a veil on her head and when the pastor says now you may kiss your bride they are pretending as if they haven't seen themselves I'm saying to you child of God as a pastor they've seen themselves a thousand times before that time but yet the word of God the purpose for the church is not so that we'll continue to be like the world the purpose of the church is for transformation as Light differs from darkness. I'm coming home in this day and age. Where the average believer doesn't read the Bible for himself and for herself, and so doesn't know the content of the scripture. You call a believer randomly, ask him, What is faith toward God? They will scratch their head. What is judgment? Though eternal judgment, they will scratch their head. And the Bible says these are elementary doctrines. But even the elementary doctrines, we don't know. We spend more time on Facebook, spend more time on Twitter, spend more time on Instagram than we spend in the Word of God. And then we spend in prayer, and so we are plenty in church, but we are empty barrels in such a day and an age. I came to announce to the church of Jesus that the purpose for the church is your transformation. If you have been in church for one year and there's no change, it is an error. Am I talking to anybody here? God has established this medium. So day by day, gradually, as we come here and we pray, we are being changed day by day, gradually. As we come here and we praise, we are being changed day by day, gradually, Progressively, as we come here and we lift up hands in worship, we are being changed day by day, gradually, as we submit ourselves to the ministry of the Word of God, day by day, we are being changed. Changed into what? Into the image of Christ. Hear me. I read the scripture from Acts chapter 11, verse 26. The Bible said, For one year, Paul and Barnabas taught the Word of God. One year, one year, and the corresponding effect was that the Christians were, the believers were called Christians first in Antioch one year produced such a great change that the whole world recognized that these people are Christians one year how long have you been in church how long one year one year how long have you been in church the Bible said one year how long have you been in church? One year. The change was so dramatic. You can't deny the change. One year of sitting under. servant of God. One year of paying your tithes. One year of giving your offerings. One year of serving in a ministry. One year of fellowshipping with one another. It produced such a great impact and result in the lives of the people of God. One year there are people who have been in church five years. You can't tell the difference from the time they came and the time that they are in. One year it produced an impact. Am I talking to anybody here? somebody say one year scream it like you mean it, say one year shout it again your voice is yours, say one year and for the last time you won't die say it, one year one year one year one year one year so hear me, this church what we are talking about is for transformation transformation. If you came here and at the time you came here you were stealing. It's fine. But after spending some time here, Holy Ghost should convict your heart and you should repent from stealing and you should start working with your own hands. Is that not what the Bible says? Let him that stole steal no more. sometimes we think the church is the place to accommodate things let him that stole continue to steal who accept you let him that stole still come and keep on stealing we are praying with you let him that stole steal no more i never wrote the bible look at me was i alive Let him that stole steal no more, but rather now let him work with his hands, that which is good. And the Bible says so that he will have some even to give to others, to bless others. Now he's not stealing from them, but he's blessing others. The church is their place of transformation. So you came here and you were a liar. Fine, you just came we we don't expect that overnight you change but the more you sit here in the presence of God nobody who sits in the presence of God will remain the same. The more you sit here in the presence of God, the Holy Ghost must touch your heart. Regarding your lying, your lying, you think it's a small thing, but there's only one person, Jesus, called the father of lies. Am I talking to anybody here? The Bible said lying lips are an abomination to God, but those who deal truly are his delight. God delights in the truth, and so don't think lying is a small thing in the sight of God. But by the time you are here and the grace in the house is falling upon you and the power of God in the house is falling upon you, you that were called a liar, something must change about you. Now you should be called someone who speaks truth. Transformation. Transformation. Am I talking to anybody here? If you came here, I'll and you were a fornicator, fornicator, fornicator. Should I stop preaching? See, I've been praying to God that He should open my eyes to see fornicators. Right now, my eyes are open. Watch this. Watch this. (laughs) Tell your brother, be at peace. (laughs) Look. Every kind of sin is in the church. (laughs) If you came here, and you came here as a fornicator, you, then you are not married then you are sleeping around with people and you and your guys are hailing you yeah you are the man you're not a man you are a weakling anybody who can keep a zip up is a weakling anything you see you want to have sex with you are weak you are not strong after sitting here for some time serving in this place for some time the Holy Ghost should convict your heart concerning fornication and you should be empowered by God to overcome the edge and the temptation to sleep with people when you are not married that is church it comes with transformation and then you start to hold your body in high esteem because it is the temple of the living God it is the temple of the Holy Ghost food for the stomach and the stomach for food but God will destroy them both. And then the Bible says the body is not meant for sexual immorality. Other versions say the body is not meant for fornication. But this body is meant for the Lord and the Lord for the body. And so yes, you were in time past, But you came into a certain environment. And you came into a certain atmosphere. Church is an environment it's an atmosphere and by the time you have been here for a year, two years that stranglehold of fornication is broken over your life and instead of sleeping with people you tell yourself I'm waiting for the day I will get married am I talking to anybody here church is for transformation it is it is transformation transformation of conduct transformation of character transformation of your behavior you came here and profanity was your watch vulgarity was what you said every two seconds you are saying the f-word and without remorse without regret after spending some time here the content of your speech ought to change am I talking to anybody here let no corrupt communication proceed out of your lips but only that which is good to the use of edifying that it may minister grace unto the hearers but shun profane the profane you see or you hear from the television set and in our movies OMFG etc shun profane shun them because the Bible said that they will increase going to more ungodliness am I talking to anybody here And just to let you know the Bible said if any man seem to be religious and cannot bridle his tongue you are deceiving yourself you are born again you can't bridle your tongue you are deceiving yourself and the Bible said your religion is vain something about your speech your utterance must change why you came under an atmosphere you came under an environment and the power of God hit you and there was a change and there was a transformation. Church is the place of transformation. Mm. Am I talking to anybody here? Hmm. You came here as an adulterer. Adulterer means you are married, but you don't want only your wife. You want adda, I've become a stammer all of a sudden. Yeah. Hey. In Apostle Paul's day, way back in the day of the Corinthian church, one of the most sinful churches, a man can take his father's wife in church. You know why you are saying hey. you don't read your Bible. Let me tell you something about Bible on phone. Ellen, please give me phone. I don't mind you having your... In fact, you should have your Bible on your phone. But you see, the primary purpose for the creation of this is not for reading Bible. So 98% of the time when you take this, it's not Bible you are reading. Wasn't created primarily. When I take my Bible, they laugh at me that I like hardcover. <laughs> when I take it, I don't have I don't read for two minutes no. Ten-ten, 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 text message, what's up? This it can't do WhatsApp. It's paper. but you you like, you you like this one but the primary purpose is not for Bible so most of the time it's not Bible stuff you are doing here yes have your Bible on it but have a Bible also I'm telling you am I talking to, thank you, am I talking to anybody here church is the place for transformation when you see me two years from now you came here and you are quick tempered every small thing you are angry every small thing you are offended people can't even play with you, people can't have fun with you, people can't joke with you, you are quick tempered (laughs) your quick temper is bringing problem between you and your wife and bringing problem between you and your friends that quick temper, the more you stay in the presence of God God must touch it so that over time instead of quick temper as the bible says you become slow to anger that is transformation now the way you could easily be provoked by things they do the same things and you are smiling they do the same things and you are laughing it doesn't have the same negative impact it used to have on you why you are being conformed more and more into the image of christ and that is the purpose of church that we come as we are broken we come as we are whatever we are but the more we stay here and we have a right hand towards god there is a change and a transformation that is taking place after some time like these people people will look at you they will call you Christians a whole new you see you see a, a whole new generation of believers are rising up who say oh i've encountered God i've met God and you don't see the impact upon their lives Isaiah encountered God and it affected his speech. He said, In the day or in the year that King Uzziah died, I also saw the Lord. He was high and lifted up and his strength filled the temple. Then going down to verse 6, he he said, Woe is me. I'm in trouble for I am undone. Why? I am a man of unclean lips. The encounter he had affected his speech, his tongue. If our character is not changing and being conformed more and more into the image of Christ, we are missing it. Oh, but pastor, the church is a hospital. And the hospital is for sick people. Even Jesus said that he did not come call those who were well but he came to call those who are sick it is true that the church is the hospital because it is true that we are all sick and we have come here but let me ask you a question when somebody is sick and he goes to the hospital what is his goal to go and continue the sickness on the bed he goes to the hospital with one goal that after the doctor has examined him prescribe medication for him. He has taken the full dosage. He will be recovered. He will recover. And so yes, the church is the hospital. But listen, let the let the people who are sick who come here let them recover by the power of God. the worst part of it is when we use that statement to justify our weaknesses and we use that statement to remain the way we are and we use that statement not to make an effort to rise up to our responsibility and rise up to our calling. Hear me? We can do better than we are doing. Am I talking to anybody here? It's time that the people of the world see that this is the church and this is not the church. Let's get back that same line. That divided the people of God from the people of the world. Let it be so easy to see that this is a child of God and that is not a child of God. Let the line of demarcation be restored. Be restored. There's an old essay song we used to sing. Great change since I met God. Great change since I met God there's a great change since i met god we must go back to some of those songs the things i used to do i do them no more the places i used to go i don't go there anymore the things i used to say i don't say them anymore when you sing such a song in jail don't tell you i baby but it's true great change since i met god since you met god what great change has come in your conduct and in your character Since I met God, great change. Since I met God, there's a great change.
2: Since I met God, there's a great change. Since I met God.
1: since I met God. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature.
2: All
1: things are passed away. That old way of living, that old pattern of living has passed away. Now there is a new way of living. The way of the Lord, the way of the master, the way of Christ. All things have passed away. We have broken our our pattern with the old lifestyle. Something has happened to us. Let me close with Acts eleven twenty six. Are you being blessed? Acts eleven twenty six. And when he had found him, he brought him unto Antioch. And it came to pass that the whole year they assembled. A the whole year. The author of Hebrews was rebuking his people. He said, When for the time he ought to be teachers. Ah. have been around for a long time you now have to be teaching the ones teaching you rather need someone to teach you what be the first principles of the oracles of God instead of eating meat now you want to drink milk you have been around for a long time marking time in church it's a one year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people watch this and the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch It wasn't the disciples who called themselves Christians. The disciples didn't gather themselves together and say, listen, if we don't take time, this movement will die. Let's give a a name to ourselves so we can identify ourselves. Now, Jesus, he's gone a long time ago. We need the movement to move on. Can anybody suggest a, a name that somebody said Christian? No. They were minding their own business and the onlookers and observers in Antioch. Listen, listen, listen. Who knew them before they met Jesus and now knew them after they met Jesus and could tell the change and the transformation that had transpired within these two time periods they looked at these people whom they knew and they said "Mm, mm, mm. there's something about these people that reminds us of that man called jesus christ there's something that resembles him there's something about them that looks like them and so as a nickname they called them Christians. I want to believe that everybody here knows what the nickname is because many of us, if not all of us, had nicknames in secondary school. Only that I won't tell you mine, but we had nicknames in secondary school. A nickname is end as a result of something you do. Maybe some ability, maybe some, some intelligence, maybe some feats you did. You earned the nickname, okay? Nicknames are given to you as a result of something. And so these people earned the name Christians because of the life they were living. In fact, it really meant little Christ. They said these people, their lives were like Christ, but because they couldn't equate them to Christ, they called them little Christ. These guys, many years ago, they didn't have a Bible in their hand, but their lives spoke for Jesus. These guys, many years ago, they didn't have a church like we have a church, but their lives spoke for Jesus. They didn't have the sophistication we have today, but their lives spoke for Jesus. Anybody who met them could tell that indeed they had been with Jesus. These guys—they didn't have the Thompson Chain Reference Bible for reference. They did not have a concordance, but their lifestyle spoke about Jesus. Am I might talking to anybody here? They never went to school or Yale or Harvard or Princeton. They were local guys, but they're calling. Of their lives showed that indeed they had met the master. I'm saying to you that if you come to church after a period of time, people outside must see the change and must see that you are a Christian. Yeah, I pray for you. I pray for you. there's a prayer I, I used to pray I don't know what it means God knows my heart you know the prayer God never let me look like an
3: unbeliever
1: <laughs> I want to carry his presence well without saying Jack you can tell sometimes I get to some places and they tell me ah, oh yeah, Pastor?" Um. then I'll bore I want to be an ordinary Christian also who carries power. Not always. They, people must stop thinking that's only the pastor who must carry you. You you must carry power. Am I talking to anybody? After today, grace will fall on you. In fact, grace has fallen on you. All I've said, I've not said to condemn you. I've preached to myself. I'll be judged. Make no mistake. But we have to speak the truth and trust God for his help. May grace fall upon you. Grace to overcome everything that flaws you. Everything that flaws you. Everything that flaws you. Everything that flaws you. you. I'm praying for somebody here. May grace fall upon you. May strength become your portion specific strength for that specific problem. Specific strength for that specific weakness. Let the grace of God be released upon your life in this atmosphere. Let the grace of God, I you, you like a pig, you keep going back to your vomit, like a dog. You keep going back to your vomit. Sometimes it is not your desire. I am the the grace of God is locating you in this atmosphere. The grace of God is coming upon you in this atmosphere. You will leave this place and realize that it is not the same. That appetite, that appetite is giving way to a godly appetite. That appetite is giving way to a godly appetite. That desire is giving way to a godly desire. Take it. In the name of Jesus, there is an exchange going on. God is taking away every ungodly appetite and God is giving you godly appetites. Take them uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, appetites you couldn't control. Uh, you couldn't resist the edge uh, and resist the temptation. Uh, now get grace. 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 Uh, get grace uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, whatever flood you get grace uh, to overcome uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, can you be on your feet and begin to speak uh, in the language of the spirit for about two, three minutes. Those uh, Atosa are higher. Yandakimahata
2: takai mahata panda kandikala hata ayaka panda konda toba panda kami ata mayaka panda kima Yanakima Haniato, Ayoka Bakon da Mora Konda Taya Limaha, Yatama Panda Kama Haya, Aliba Kama Panda Tabaha, Mayakima Panda Konda baya Mayakoma Panda Kama Haya, Yatalima Panda Kandiata, A Bakon Kima the Coba Panda Pilimia, the Atalama Hyas, A Paya Cabanda Cast, Maya Paya Cabapande, Maya Cabanda Pimata, Maya Pima Panta Hyap, the Atama Panda Coda, Bona Cabapanda Taya, the Panda Coda Doane, Bona Coba Panda Cabahaya, haya.
1: I want us to pray one prayer, then I'm done. You're going to pray, God, give me godly appetites. You're going to pray, God, give me the appetite to grow spiritually. Amen. Give me the appetite for ministry. Give me the appetite for holiness. Give me the appetite to be used by God. You are just praying that God will give you holy appetites tonight. Lift up your voice and begin
2: to pray. May God replace every ungodly appetite with a godly one. Come on. 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 Maya ka banda chala ha Maya ke ma banda ha va yanda khali ha ha maya khata hai ha Come upon kande, I found that came upon I found that came upon I found that came upon the I Ja, da Thema Park, I ich auch da kannst, da war da Thema Park, ja, da 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 Ayaka <tuneet> Bakanda
1: Heavenly Father, give your people such a hunger, hunger for more of God as the heart pants after the water brooks cause the hearts of your people to pant after you. Let it be so strong that it dominates them. Everyone here, Lord. Everyone here, Lord. Everyone here, Lord. Everyone here. Lord. Everyone here. Let something about your work with God change tonight. Sunday. Let it be that some people cannot sleep tonight because there is something pulling them to the place of prayer. There is something pulling them to the place of the word. There's something pulling them to a higher level of consecration. There's something pulling them to a higher level of separation unto God. Let it be tonight that you will visit people in their dreams, oh God. In the name of Jesus. Konda konda kandi aba aliba hate konda kayande aliba hando katandiate matonda kora konda kora kate liba hata sunday. Can you lift up your right hand to God please Thank you Lord Thank you Lord Father, shoot us as arrows into the world. Amen. Arrows that have flames at their tips. Amen. Shoot us into the world. Yes, Lord. Let us be cities set on a hill that cannot be hid. Amen. Every one of us. Yes, Lord. Cities that are set upon a hill. Amen. Conspicuous, noticeable clear, evident, tangible. Let us be cities set upon a hill that cannot be hidden. Amen. Let our light shine. Let our light shine in the midst of a dark world. Amen. Yes, Lord. Let our light shine. Amen. And let everyone know that we serve a true and living God. Amen. Amen. Release grace upon us. Yes, Lord. In Jesus mighty name.